0: Adumela Mzanzi, welcome back to another episode of Sisters Without Shame. I am your host, Nolutanda Ngakani, the head of news over at Health for Mzanzi. Who still has time to suffer in silence when this podcast is a safe space for those medical shames and woes you would not dare ask about in public? The very first week of the year can always be so very overwhelming, sisters. And this is definitely the case for a distressed friend in crisis from Katu. They sent a voice note and have asked to remain anonymous. Hey Lulu, I'm so nervous about starting the year. I have big plans and most of them involve getting my body ready for the next December. I'm tired of people asking me when my baby is due because my belly is just so big, man. And I'm a man at that. Man, I just want to know, how do I set my 2022 fitness goals? Anonza, I got you, boo. Our guest this week is Nina Jobert, a fitness and wellness trainer based in Pretoria. So I've always wondered, what is the actual difference between fitness and health?
1: Yeah, that's always one of those things. And I think they kind of get they interconnect a little bit. But basically, fitness is doing whether it's a physical activity and you are conditioning yourself to be better at that. You're adapting to that certain physical activity that you do. So if it's running, you are say you're a long distance runner, you are building a physical adaptation to that certain mechanical thing that you do. Whereas health is more of a holistic thing. So where fitness, you're adapting your cardiovascular system, you adapting your muscular system, even your central nervous system, especially in strength sports, when you have to adapt to certain mechanical loads or weight. So where health is a holistic thing. So you get mental health, it's got to do with if you're disease-free, illness-free, there's so many aspects to it. I actually read something the other day where it said that, that health is more than just the physical aspect of what you're doing. It's it's your mental well-being. It's your sleeping. It's so much more than just fitness.
0: Well, how do you start to make U.S. fitness goals that are realistic and things that you can stick to?
1: When we put a very harsh timeline on something that we want to do, when you make a mistake, you tend to respond with, oh no, okay, well, I've kind of lost it all. I, I messed up. I'm not going to be able to do it again. If you allow yourself time, you can go, okay, I messed up a little bit, but that's okay. Look how far I've come. Let me try again. Let me work on it. And you'll see that consistency actually builds up to a bigger number. So be realistic in the time frame that you want to do the goals in and what your goals are. Second to that, a big one would be making it smaller. So making little bite sizes of the goal. So say my weight is at 70 and I want to get to 60 kgs. One, firstly, I would check if it's realistic. So if you are one seven and you have a lot of muscle mass and you suddenly want to lose 10 kgs, it might not be physically possible for your body to go, hey, listen, that's actually unhealthy. So that's where fitness and health once again comes into play because a goal is for you, might not be healthy for you. So what is the realistic thing? So, okay, actually, I would do better or I would feel better if I lose eight kgs. So that's a realistic goal. Then you'll go, okay, so for me to lose eight kgs, there's sort of a rule of thumb with how long, It can take for you to lose certain weight. So I personally would not go up to a kg a week. It's not really sustainable. Some people can get it right. I don't like it because a lot of people gain that weight back. Also, they focus on the scale solely. And when you focus on the scale, there's so many other aspects to it. So how are you feeling? Do you have energy? Is your clothes fitting you better? As to being obsessed with the number on a scale. So then you'll go, okay, so eight kgs, that feels good. I would like to lose 500 grams a week. How long would that take me? So let's say four months to lose eight kgs. That's a pretty decent amount of time. It's not too much pressure. You can even go down to 250 grams a week. It could be a kg every second month or whatever you feel that isn't putting as much pressure on you. So... Making it into smaller things. Okay, by January, I would like to just weigh one kg less instead of, oh, let me lose five kgs before January because heaven forbid I'm, you know. Make smaller things. With regards to running, it would be the same thing. Start off by doing a kilometer a day instead of five kilometers a day because it's mostly about building a consistent habit, which leads me into the next one is what can you do consistently? So you've got your goal, you've got your game plan and your time frame that you want to do it in. And then you go, how can I consistently do this for the rest of the duration? If you're going to do it temporarily for this amount of time, I need to do this consistently and consistency is where you build habits. So for me with my clients, what I do is whatever goal you're setting, is it going to be part of your lifestyle? Is it just something that like, I want to hike or you know, climb Kilimanjaro? Your goals are going to determine how you're going to approach these things. But the main sort of point is to be able to do something consistently to be able to build up to that goal. What is the importance of diet then in your fitness journey as well? With regards to fitness is making sure that you have a balanced meal. So that and what that looks like is making sure you've got enough carbohydrates, protein, fat, and have that throughout the day. So somebody that does a lot of endurance sport will probably eat a lot more complex carbohydrates. Well, depends if they if are mid-race or busy with something, they'll probably need something that's got a quick release of energy for them versus a strongman or a... Power lifter that really needs that muscle density and needs to recover will probably also look at their protein intake as well. So, with regards to fitness, it depends on what you want to do. My whole rule of thumb is if you have a balanced, healthy intake of carbohydrates, fat, protein, and a good amount of minerals, so vegetables, then you'll feel yourself to be able to train the way that you need to. With regards to weight loss, I sort of have the similar consensus in the sense of a balanced meal and nutrition doesn't have to be overly complex in the sense of you can make it very complicated. I mean, like my coach does bodybuilding and I swear that the amount of the complexity of his diet is just like, like I sometimes don't even understand some of the things that he does, but I understand it to a point, but, but it's sort of like method behind his madness for bodybuilding and in, in a sense as well. So, when it comes to weight loss, it's basically calories in versus calories out. So, making it very simple, if you want to eat a little healthier, I would say, okay, make sure that you add greens to two of your meals. Easy as that. Add some salad, add some green vegetables or add some vegetables to your meals have a a good amount of maybe rice or a carbohydrate like potato with it as well. But start off like that. A lot of people don't have access to be able to get the measurements done and things like that. So for me, that's a good way to show them like, okay, have a handful of lettuce or greenery, have like a palm of meat or whatever protein source you want. The reason why I am sort of pointing that out is We live in a country that's very diverse and socioeconomic issues sometimes get overlooked. So whether it's demographic, the cultural aspect to it, there's so much to it that, I mean, I'm privileged enough to open up my fridge and I can choose what I want to buy. Whereas somebody that might not be so lucky, but I have to force myself to go walk five kilometers. Some people need to walk five kilometers to get to their job. That's like every time I leave my gate, I'm like, you are lucky that you get to do this because some people, they have to, they don't have a choice. So the same with food. When I see diets and people are like, oh, eat more fish. And I'm like, do you have any idea how expensive fish is? We can't expect somebody that has a lower income or isn't maybe... I wouldn't say in a culture, but like, you're not going to make somebody eat pork if that's not something that they can eat. So if that's the only thing that they have access to, then how can we make it? So that's my sort of rule of thumb is make sure you add some greens to it. Don't be too hard on yourself with regards to missing things. If the only thing you can afford today is to buy a packet of chips, then that's what you're going to have. Like, don't be upset with yourself when that happens. And you can see I'm very passionate about that. It's something that's so overlooked, it gets me very heated. a very really quick to give
0: advice without like they're very haphazard in their thoughts and, and stuff.
1: yeah, exactly. So so that's why for me it's like have some greens, have some protein. My partner I swear I have to bribe him to eat some form of a vegetable. It's a task, but for him, I'm like, okay, have this handful and let's have like a Krispy Kreme donut afterwards, you know, like, but that's fine because he's getting the nutrition in. Like, if that's what it takes for you to do it, then do it. A lot of people are like, oh, don't have the salad with the salad dressing because salad dressing's extra calories. If the salad dressing is going to help you eat the salad, then have salad dressing.
0: We've touched a bit on the mental health aspect of our goals. I would like to know then, you know, what is the impact of exercise for your mental health?
1: I think when you feel better, you mentally feel better. When you train, when you physically are better, healthier, you feel better. Running outside, getting the vitamin D helps with depression. So there's a lot of aspects. And also like the social side of it as well. I am terrible at CrossFit, but I enjoy the camaraderie around it. So it's a bunch of people and you're just all they say they were enjoying it but I don't know like I'm gonna say they're all miserable together and just going this is horrible and then afterwards they're like oh that was great man like this is so cool you did so great lifting each other up and I'm just like I swear I said to the one coach I'm like I'm as functional as a doorstop I can lift heavy things but I don't chuck things very well so (laughs) But I enjoyed it because of the camaraderie side of it. So I could relate to somebody so that it helps you open up to other people when you have that, because you've got somebody that's doing the same thing that you do, possibly struggling with the same thing that you are. And then you can relate to them and open up to them and say, Hey, listen, like, actually I'm feeling like this today. And then that can open up a dialogue to help you mentally.
0: Thank you for joining this week's episode of Sisters Without Shame, Nina. For more on setting 2022 health goals, check out healthformzanzi.co.za. Now remember, if you are in a medical jam, you can send an email to hello at healthformzanzi.co.za or send an SOS to 076-132-0454. I will never blue-tick you, babes. Now, as Nina said, you need to go easy on yourself when you're setting your fitness goals this year. Rome was not built in a day. It takes time and a whole lot of kindness to yourself to snatch your December 2022 body. That brings us to the end of episode 23 of Sisters Without Shame, proudly brought to you by Health from Zanzi. From me, Lulu Ngakani, have a great week and remember to show us some love by sharing this podcast with a friend.